Welcome to the Rookie American Show. I am happy to be here with you today. Listen, today we have um, a very controversial show. I may lose um, some followers over this, which is, you know what, at this point, it's like, whatever. You know, I've been losing followers every day out here on social media. So it's nothing new, uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's the truth. And people have got to know the truth, whether they like it or not, uh, unfortunately. So I hope you guys uh, tuned in to last week's show to kind of get to know me a little bit. Uh, but you know what? We're going to get right into it. We're going to be discussing on this show uh, everything uh, Jesus, Bible. We're going to get into the nation, politics, government. Uh, and, uh, you know, contrary to uh, what is put out there by the masses, they are all intertwined. Um, that was the original idea uh, for America. Um, Christianity is the fabric uh, or was the fabric of this nation. Uh, and so it's important to understand where we came from, um, where America came from as a nation, how it was born, um, and where we are today, and, and what was the unraveling of that throughout time. And so I want to I want to talk about that a little bit today. Listen, today's title is going to be Christianity criticized and politicized. Okay, it's not not it's not comfortable to talk about these things, but I'm going to talk about them anyway. They are important, and so. Uh, my goal is to get you out of that lukewarm mentality and get you to be on fire for God, because that is his will at the end of the day. And so uh, I want to talk about this. It's it's I've been seeing it. We've been seeing it in the last two years. We've been seeing how much Christianity has been politicized, which is very interesting because we know these people uh, from this administration don't care for Christianity, um, but they will pander to uh, churches, uh, which is another interesting uh, topic that I'll be talking about today. They will pander to them to get the vote. They'll do anything for the vote and they'll do anything for money, quite frankly. But that's another topic for another day. I'll, I'll, I'll get in, down to that rabbit hole when we get there, okay? So listen, when it comes to the politization, I don't know how to say this this word at all. Politization, 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 if that's a word at all, of uh, Christianity and the criticism behind that, we're gonna dive into like both sides, uh, you know, from attacking Christianity from the outside, attacking it from within, and how politicians have managed to win their vote uh, by pandering to Christian and mostly socialist socialist churches, which if you haven't heard of before, is actually a real thing. I had been to one uh, for many years of my life, um, and I'm going to be breaking down why. Why has socialism gone into the church? Where are we today um, with the breakdown and the deterioration of uh, Christianity and its values and why it's being separated so much uh, from government? There's a reason why that's happening. So Listen, we have three people right now in the nation, three types of people. The first person believes that uh, Christianity, again, was uh, the fabric of this nation, um, and it, it, it's a Christian nation in itself, um, and they value that. You have the second person um, who, yes, they do believe that Christianity is uh, part of the nation, but throughout time, 
it has naturally evolved. This is kind of like a more libertarian kind of view of Christianity uh, when it comes to the history of the nation. And then you also have the third type of person, which is what we're seeing a lot of today, of people who, yes, they also believe that it was a Christian nation, but by force. Um, and that the natives were forced to believe Christianity. They were, you know, they took the land from them. Um, and it has been a, uh, it's been painted in a very negative light. And that is what this, that's what they believe this nation was built on. Um, lies, rape, mistrust. Um, and so that ideology, unfortunately, is in our textbooks right now in our schools. And I know that firsthand because I have interacted with the youth and I, I know what they're being taught there. And so, and you've seen with what the latest has been coming up with Project Veritas on, you know, what the teachers are really teaching there. Um, and ultimately they're doing it to get them to vote a certain way in the future. And so I wanna, I wanna talk about that because I have done extensive amount of research. Um, and and I, I said this in the last show, I'm the type of person that wants to know, what is this piece of information that you're telling me? Who is telling it to me? Why are they telling it to me? Where did they learn it? What are the cliff notes? Where did they get it from? What is the original document behind it? I don't just take information as it comes to me. I want to know. I want to know why. I want to know the root. I want to know what is really going on. And so the way that I studied history was I said, who are the historians that have documented evidence of the things that are going on? Who are the people that really understand that have done hours and hours of research uh, when it comes to the history of this nation. And I had come across so many people and some, I'll tell you two of, uh, one of my favorites is David Barton. Um, he's in Texas. Um, he has a, a, a business called Wall Builders, um, an educational where they, they have, I think they have the most historical documentation in all of the nation um, when it comes to the origination of the United States and its founding fathers. And so what's interesting is that um, there are people who are, you know, taking this history and they're saying, no, 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 that's not what happened. This is what happened because it happens to fit the narrative of what is going on today. Um, it happens to fit um, the the hate uh, for the United States when it comes to that. And that is actually a socialist tactic uh, that was infiltrated into the United States a long, long time ago. And so one of the things that we've also seen is that politicians have actually managed to use this history, this I don't want to say misinformation because that word is like completely overused, but they have used this, this type of information in order to further their political stances, um, in order to further these, um, these causes or these movements, um, just ultimately for votes is, is what they're doing. And so, you know, we want to understand where it is coming from. And to me right now, listen, the government is like a legal, so it's a it's a legal cartel. <laughs> I, I hate to say that, but it's the truth. 
at this point, we are dealing with a legal cartel where there are many dealings where, and, and you can see this surface level. I don't have, even have to go down the rabbit holes of, you know, what happened in the Obama administration and, and all of the conflicts of that, that he, he did there, the detriment of America, everything that he did to America while he was in office. I'm not even going to go through that. We're going to go through like the topical thing of when it comes to politicians, they say that they're Catholics. They say that they have Christian beliefs, but then they vote a completely different way. And most of their voting and their policies are socialized policies. And so you really do have to take account when you're voting for somebody, you can't, you can no longer you can't, you can no longer sit there and, and believe what anybody says. You actually have to take a look at their track record. You have to take a look of, of what were their foundational beliefs when they first got into office? What were their vote? What was their voting like, um, throughout the entire time? Um, you know, did, did they stand by the same policies? Who are they taking money from? Um, you know, if they're saying that they're Catholics, but then they're taking money from, uh, abortion groups, that's a huge red flag, you know, or, or women's rights groups, which is basically a, a, a nice term for a pro-abortion. Um, you know, those, you have to really look at that because they will take advantage of, uh, people that are of faith just to get the vote. And that's where we are. That's how they're politicizing Christianity right now, which is kind of interesting because at the heart of socialism is to get rid of Christianity. So they will put that on the front, um, you know, and, and some of the things that we've heard, oh my gosh, like this, the, the past two years when it comes to quoting scripture, where we heard um, Kamala Harris say that, love thy neighbor, get la puya, or la puya is, you know, the... <laughs> <laughs> the needle get get the vaccination love that neighbor you know they'll they'll use it to their advantage or um uh, some of them won't even use it right like joe biden had used uh palms he said i i'm going to say a scripture from the bible and he i don't know what scripture it was but instead of saying psalms he said literally he said palms and so you really do have to look at what these guys are doing how i mean not you don't even have to do that anymore just look at what they're saying um before and after the scripture and you can tell that it, it's total bs at the end of the day um and then on the other side of that and not to be like up trump's butt because i know that there are there are many people that are they are gung-ho they love donald trump i liked his policies i want to just make that clear so i i really really liked his policies and i really liked what he did from a christian perspective when it came down to those policies like when what he did with israel um, you know, what he did with Jerusalem, um, you know, some of those things that you see that are biblical, you're like, whoa, what is going on? And I've had interviews with people where, you know, I've interviewed people that were heads of Hispanic organizations that were invited to the White House. And they say they walk in there and they hear worship music playing and people worshiping in the in the White House. Or, you know, one of my favorite um evangelist is named rodney howard brown in tampa florida he's south african he came here to evangelize to america to start revivals here in america and he has um and he was one of the only ones that had left his church open during the pandemic um and he was the first one to get arrested for it and so um i like to believe that this dude is the reason why uh, ron DeSantis is Ama amazing <laughs> why that why that state is free is because of the two of them uh but I digress. 
So, you know, you see Rodney Howard Brown and I, you know, I, I follow him, I study his teachings and he had gone to, he was called in from the Trump administration. He had gone to the White House and Trump was clear to them and said, these are the real MVPs of this nation right now. Forget about the president. It's the the Bible, full gospel, Bible believing people. And I need, I need prayer. We need prayer over this nation. And so, you know, it doesn't matter what people say. I feel like in the primaries or, you know, as they're running, what, what matters is what they're doing when they're in office, how they're voting. Um, again, their track record. Now, when it comes to the, uh, you know, the, socialist policies and how that's gotten into America. I want to read something to you that's very interesting. Um, this book is called Socialism Under the Microscope. It's one of my favorite books. Um, and you can tell because it's like been, it's been, it's been through a lot, this book. Um, but I want to read something to you that's very interesting because all, everything that's happening today is orchestrated. Um, it's not by happenstance. It's not, you know, something that just randomly BLM just started, you know, burning up cities, randomly COVID came, randomly, you know, the 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 sexualization of the children got into public school. That Those things are not random events. They are orchestrated. And so this is a great book that breaks all of that down. Um, and I'm going to read something to you that's very interesting. Based on his awareness, Gramsci, who is uh, Antonio Gramsci, who is, uh, I believe he's an Italian socialist, uh, he and his fellow neo-Marxists, which basically means a new Marxist, which the old Marxists, the fight was capitalism and the new Marxists, the fight is the Western civilization, which is basically America, uh, called for the erosion Gramsci and his fellow neo-Marxists called for the erosion of the Christian faith by means of quiet revolution. Why is that? Because you couldn't come into the United States guns blazing like they did with China. You can't do that. We have the 2A. We have our, our right to bear arms here. Uh, and that is a right that goes against, you know, just in case the American government gets a little too big, gets a little rowdy. That's, that's for the government. That's not for anything else. It's to defend ourselves. Such a revolution they knew would require an alliance of socialists with other leftists, including radical feminists, civil rights activists, extremists, environmentalists, and community organizers. By working with these groups, the neo-Marxists could forge a united secular humanist front that could serve as a battering ram to shatter Judeo-Christian culture. This alliance has been formed and Christian values have been undermined. The erosion has been advanced by so-called Christian socialists, including Paul Tillich, Karl Reiner, and Reynold Neighbor, who believe that Christianity must be stripped of the supernatural. Listen to that. Must be stripped of the supernatural and centered on the social gospel. The theology of these thinkers is taught at every major seminary in the United States. So like where your pastor went to school, probably one of those. Churches throughout the country are occupied by ministers who have attended these seminaries and have been indoctrinated in this thought. Therefore, the enemy to Christianity and eternal truth resides not only in the chambers of government and the halls of Ivy or so the universities, but also within the sanctuaries, not only of mainline, but also evangelical and Pentecostal denominations. 
bruh. So I read that and I was like, a light bulb went off because I remember being, when I, when I moved back from Puerto Rico, I moved, I was born here and then I moved over there. I was raised over there and then I came back to Boston. And when I came back to Boston, I had gone to a church in Boston. I'm not going to say which one. And I remember what they believed it was, it, it was a, a, a Baptist church. I, I believe it was full gospel. I know that's weird saying Baptist, but full gospel, but more full gospel um, than any other Baptist that I've ever encountered. Um, and so in, in the church, what was interesting was they would bring in political leaders. Now, let's talk about this a little bit. Political leaders, you're actually not allowed if you have a 501c3 to have any political leaders. Um, however, that's a one-sided agreement that is made. I have a podcast that's called the 50, the, I think it was the great lie of the 501c3, where we discuss, uh, you know, what the original intention of the 501c3 was. And what it was, was it wanted to um, shut up the the ministers and the pastors that were involved in in politics, um, they wanted the evangelicals to be removed from politics because they saw how much of an impact they had on the nation. They saw how much of an impact they had on voting. If you are teaching people Bible principles and then you know you're vote you're you're seeing a politician come through, you're gonna vote for people that have the similar principles or that at least know how to run a nation or that know how to run their personal life and so or that have fruit in those areas. And so you know when uh when we had when we had started to see you know these 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 politicians with the 501 501c3s i believe it was i want to say the i'm probably getting this wrong roosevelt administration had put in the 501c3 and they made stipulations. They said, you cannot talk about globalists. You cannot talk about, I mean, this is a real thing. Like they have a whole list of things that you cannot talk about as a church if you want to be tax exempt. But what many pastors didn't know is that they were already tax exempt according to the first amendment, because you have the freedom of religion. You don't have to pay taxes anyway, but they signed up for that. And what did they sign up for? They signed up to be handcuffed so that they couldn't comment and they couldn't be involved in politics or endorse political leaders. However, the other side, the left side will do this all day long and they won't get reprimanded or their 501c's, 501c3 revoked. For example, Kamala Harris, Kamala went to a bunch of churches in the Bible Belt um, to get people to vote for her, but nobody revoked their 501c3. So it's socialized, it's a socialized church that is inviting these politicians to come in and they're not getting, it's, it's, all, it's all one-sided. And so, um, you know, when you see the socialization of churches, uh, what they're doing is they're removing the power from the churches. They're removing the Holy Spirit. They're actually also removing the devil because what they're really doing, and I've seen this firsthand with the teachings, is that they don't teach on the strategies of the enemy. They don't teach on John 10.10 10, that, you know, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. 
they they don't teach that and that God comes to bring abundant life. They they don't teach that. They what they teach is that everything happens for a reason and everything is part of the will of God, which is contrary to scripture. Just because I have a stove on um, and I tell my daughter, don't put your hand near the stove, you're gonna get hot. And I turn around to cut up some tomatoes and she puts her hand on the stove. Yes, it was permitted that she put her hand, she did it. She put her hand on the stove. That was her will. She did that, but it wasn't my will that she got burnt. So people don't understand where the fight is coming from. They're constantly blaming God for what the enemy is responsible for. And that is an element of the socialized church. And listen, the criticism comes from externally from um, Christians as it does internally. So this is an internal issue that um, the Christian community has where they are no longer teaching about tongues. They, They don't see the power of the Holy Spirit. They don't believe in laying of the hands. Those are basic script, that's basic scripture. And if you read the the Bible without anybody telling you what everything means, and you read the Bible for who wrote it, who did they write it to, what is this being said, how how do you cross-reference everything? If you're reading it to study the Bible, you know that the power of God is real. It is absolutely 100% real, and I have attested to that. And so when you start seeing Christians from within the Christian community come out and say, speaking against... um, different pastors that are big pastors that are doing great and mighty things that are, you know, people don't, there's, they're against prosperity, which is the number one thing that God wants in the Bible for us. There are, there are different things that, um, the, the church as a whole is coming against from within. And God says that he will spew you out of your mouth if you are lukewarm. So you have to be hot or cold. Can you imagine that God actually respects somebody that's cold? Like somebody that comes against me and says, I hate your God. I hate your God. You, you shouldn't be bringing any of that stuff in America that we're done with that. That he respects being cold more than somebody being lukewarm and saying, yeah, I believe I believe in God. I am blood washed, saved, but I I also believe that you know God wants people to be sick. That is not the will of God. That is the will of the devil, and it is clear in that specific script in the scripture, John ten ten. And so when people say, "Well, you know, my child, and and you know, this has happened to you. My child, um, you know, died, and I know everything happens for the reason, and it's it is the will of God to happen." No, that is not the will of God that your child died. The will of God is for everybody to be saved. The will of God is for everybody to be healed. Otherwise, what would be the point of Jesus coming on earth and healing everyone that he that he was with? Uh, and, you know what I'm saying? So it's a matter of the churches have stopped teaching how to have authority over the devil and how to have him over Christ. And that is one of the, ta- the tactics that these socialists have been able to do is to create a powerless, um, criticize uh, church that has absolutely no power, no revival. It's just lives a mediocre life and just doesn't do the will of God. And so just only believe some of the Bible, but not all of it. And so that is the problem right now within our Christian community, where people are too busy criticizing other people's ministries when what they're really doing is hurting 
the Christian community. And I have seen this firsthand where somebody will go and criticize another ministry and somebody of that was of the faith comes in and says, you know what? I, I knew that's why I don't give anything. I don't tithe because I know that so-and-so is doing whatever with it. That's why I don't believe in Christianity anymore because everybody's fake. They're literally just making it digging these these holes deeper instead of inspiring and giving hope to the Christian community and saying, no, this is the lie that you have been taught. This is what is scripture. And, you know, my, really minding their own business and being prosperous. And that, like the Bible says, we are here to be fruitful and multiply. Fruitful doesn't mean multiplication in the sense of like having multiple children. Fruitful means in what you are designed to do. Be fruitful in what God has assigned for your life. And so I want to tell you that, you know, the the church has, the socialized church has managed to turn people into lukewarm. And that is a, a lukewarm Christians. And that is a tool that has been a detriment to America. If you are backbiting other people, if you are criticizing the people within your same Christian community, instead of publicly doing that, go and go into your prayer closet and pray for them. Pray the head of the blood of Jesus over them, that they turn back to God and that they know the truth. Have a private conversation with them. It starts at home. And, you know, being public with these things, we are going to be held accountable for not only every single word that we say when we get to heaven, but everything that we post, everything that we think. We're going to be held accountable for those things. So be careful when, you know, you're you're listening to different people that, you know, say that they're of God, but then they're doing what's contrary to the word of God. Make sure you understand where those fights are coming from. Get get plugged into a church that is a full gospel church that does talk about the things that are happening right now within the political and the government. Those things go hand in hand. Separation of church and state isn't what it really people think it is. Thomas Jefferson began that letter, separation of church and state, because the people of Virginia wanted everybody to be Baptist. They wanted everybody to be practicing Baptist. And Thomas Jefferson said, no, we need a separation of church and state, which means that the state can't determine what religion everybody is. It doesn't mean that you completely separate religion or, or God from the fabric of this nation. It doesn't mean that you separate God from government. And so that's what this nation was, was built upon. So listen, if you are new and you're like, well, that was, that was a lot. Listen, there's a lot. There's a lot of uh, misconceptions within the Christian community that has made people lukewarm, like the American gospel. That is one of the things where people completely hate prosperity. And that is literally the number one thing that God wants you to be if you're working to the way God wants you to work your finances, if you're living a holy life. those are That stuff is scriptural. There are elements of Christianity that are being eroded from within, and it's from the socialized gospel. So listen, if you... Uh, and I'll do this every single show. If you have, if you have no idea whether you are going to heaven or hell and this message resonated with you and you've seen the hypocrisy of the politicians, you've seen the hypocrisy within lukewarm Christians and you want to see the fire and the power of God. Listen, you don't know if you're going to heaven or hell. It's important that, um, that you accept Jesus in your heart as your Lord and savior. It's important that 
um, you become a Christian, that you learn the Bible, that you learn the fundamentals of strengthening your spirit and having a personal relationship with God. I want to invite you today to pray or, to pray this prayer with me. Um, you know, God, Jesus came to die for your sins. Listen, if you have guilt or shame, or if you are depressed, or there is something that is on you, that is not the will of God. That is literally Satan um, putting those things on you and making you blame God for it. I want you to know that Jesus loves you and that you that pray, pray this prayer with me right now out loud. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for forgiving my sins. I ask you that you forgive my sins. I recognize that Jesus came to die for me on the cross for my sins. And on the third day, he rose from the dead for me. I am a Christian. I am a blood-washed Christian. And I'm a new creation in Christ. I am losing my train of thought. <laughs> Sorry. I declare out of my mouth, that Jesus is my Lord and Savior in Jesus' name. Welcome to the family. Listen, if you are brand new and you prayer, prayed that prayer with me, go to rookierevival.com. Send me an email from there or send me an email from info at lisettecarter.com. Either one, go to Rookie Revival. Get your free Bible. Listen, I don't you're you're going to heaven now that's great you're a completely brand new creation in god but you have to know how to gird yourself up in the spirit you have to know how to how to read the bible which is what i teach i have a youtube channel on that on how to read the bible um how the bible was written um and i i want you to be built up listen you got to build up your spirit every single day build that relationship with god every single day and listen this is how it starts one person at a time this is how revival starts one household at a time and therefore it seeps throughout the entire nation right before the last hour before Jesus comes. So listen, congratulations, welcome to the family. And listen, I will see you, I will see you next week. If you enjoyed this message, let me know.